Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is straight friends. <laughs> and as you know, last week we became straight. So these are just our friends. It's just us. We're just it's talking just, about our friendship. Just talking about little friends here. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into that, um, we actually got this topic as a request on Instagram. Um, so we do read all the comments and all the DMs, and if one stands out to us, we bring it on as a topic. Wait, we read them, but we do not listen to all of them. Brianne we and do- Lauren, get oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which ones don't we listen to? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, so... Okay, basically, long story short, you got to follow us on Instagram because all the tea is going down over there at I Can Explain Podcast on Instagram. So what happened is we posted, we asked people if they had any um, ideas for new topics. This topic was one of them, so here we are doing it. I personally suggested Bree's birthday part two. Um, blocked. <laughs> which <laughs> Sean then blocked me from my own podcast page. And then Lauren, Sean's roommate, suggested... Um, the drinking, what was it, drinking part two? Yeah. After her sangria, her evil devil's juice sangria. Which, like, I find it laughable that she thinks that I would be able to do that on such quick notice without <laughs> consulting my doctor. <laughs> I will need a, like, written clearance on that bitch. I need to consult my lawyers, yeah. okay? <laughs> but yeah, so um, make sure to follow us over on Insca- Instagram at I Can Explain. Insta-scam. <laughs> Scam at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson because uh, we love chatting with all of you over there. Another funny thing that I noticed on the recent post, speaking of our personal accounts, is someone posted and was said... Was they've never seen a photo of me? Yes. Okay, this is my question. If you're listening, I have so many questions for you. Somebody said, I have never seen a photo of Sean like... This is not what I expected him to look like yes. or something. First of all, you clearly haven't listened to Brie ramble about following us on Instagram <laughs> at Sean. They did call themselves out. They were like, I don't know if this makes me a fake right. fan. It does. <laughs> um but so that was my first question. I was like, clearly you don't follow us. My second, like, my <laughs> second note of that is there is a cartoon version of me in our cover art. <laughs> and I kind of look like a cartoon anyways, because I have a weird shaped body and a giant head. <laughs> so pretty accurate. And then my third was They were confused when you were 3D. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. three-dimensional. <laughs> it's like uh, I thought I was playing Paper Mario, but it seems the uh annoying one exists. <laughs> um yeah, and my third question was like did you just start looking at our Instagram? Like, I was like... Or was that just the first photo that, like, popped up that you, like, really, like, computed or took yeah. in? There is a lot of questions that go with that. That could be a whole separate topic. I agree. <laughs> Look forward to next week where we bring on a special guest and discuss why they've never Zoom seen interview. <laughs> Third question for them, honestly... Mm-hmm. What did they expect? Oh, that was... I was going to get to that. Right? Like, I was like, they probably thought I'd be, like, skinnier. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds skinny. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, he's a fatty. (laughs) 
Uh, so once again, make sure to go follow us on Instagram personally too, so you can see all our photos and really take in how we actually look. There's a zoom feature. You yeah. can zoom in on the face. <laughs> and on the ass. Yeah. More Sean, importantly, the Sean ass. does have a nice butt. I do. At Sean.lust. <laughs> it is like uh it is a trait of my family. It's oh, Lusk, the, butt. the Lusk butt, yeah. Oh, I love that for yeah. your family. Yeah. That's a legacy to like a great one. You know, it's yeah. something that I I'm honored to uphold. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Oh, my God. So, yes, thank you um, to the listener who requested the topic regarding straight friends. I'm excited to dive into this one because I was just saying to Sean, I actually, for the first time since pre-COVID, saw my straight friends a couple days ago. You're so brave for telling your story. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, then obviously I've been to see my therapist multiple times since. Of course, yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have talked on this podcast before about how growing up, predominantly I had straight male friends. Still, a lot of my best friends um, are straight males. I don't know why that is. It's not like I wasn't a girl's girl or didn't like hanging out with the girls. I think there's... It's they didn't loaded. like hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah. That was very, it's very clear. <laughs> First of all, they bullied me. Yeah. <laughs> um, second of all, yeah, I, I just think that when you... I'm not... It's hard to talk about this because I don't want it to sound like I'm saying that gender means you act a certain way. Yeah. I'm saying that the gender dynamics in the school that I grew up in did so for example that was like 30 years ago too so so much has changed (laughs) so for example the girls during recess we've talked about this before would play like Candyland, where they'd all pretend to be Candyland characters right some girl had like a little doll with it and all the guys would play tag so like i wanted to play tag um plus the girls were horrendously bullying which was like really double yeah. down. I probably wasn't allowed to play Candyland, let's no, be real. Definitely. You are none of those creatures. <laughs> so I just like more naturally connected to the things that the guys at that time and the certain guys that I'm friends with were doing, and also the way that those particular guys communicated in the fact that they were a little more straight up. And it seemed like there was, once again, not to say that this is a female trait, but it seemed like based on those groups, there was less like undertone cattiness and trying to figure out who wanted to actually be my friend or where people stood but rather they were just like straight up like i remember certain times with my guy friends that they'd just like tell me that like no i couldn't play that day because i sucked at soccer and i was like fair thank you for telling me you're my like face. you are you're right you're correct <laughs> yeah whereas the girls would come up with like an elaborate plan of why they wouldn't invite me to their birthday party but no one would just like straight up say anything right so i did i appreciated the straight up feedback yeah. you know yeah. and that continued on through high school so a lot of the guys that i am friends with a lot of my best friends are um, friends that I met in elementary school and then was friends with all through high school. I think another layer of that probably being a queer woman is I'm sure there was a certain dynamic that it felt nice to be one of the guys, quote unquote, in the sense that as much as I didn't want to admit it to myself, I liked talking about the way that the girls looked. And I, even though I wasn't even admitting it to them at that point, like I liked talking about um, the idea of like, making out with girls like they would chat about who what girls they thought were attractive, who they made out with. And I was like, this is 
the kind of conversation I want to be in. Whereas I would when I also like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas when I hung out with the girls and they were talking about certain guys being attractive, it felt more like, okay, I'm supposed to feel this way, but I wasn't really connecting with it or getting it. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like it was what I was supposed to do. And I definitely in high school, there was a couple of years where I branched off more into hanging out with um, the girls because I was trying to separate myself from being gay and I was more becoming more aware of my sexuality. And I thought that if I like continued hanging out with the guys and continued making out with girls, that was your end. That was your end. So I did. There was a few years in high school that I had hung out more with um, girls and kind of like separated a little bit from my guys, my guy friends and like moved more with the regular gender norms and groups that were kind of established within my high school, if you will. Um, just cause I was just constantly navigating, trying to fit in, but yeah, I Sorry, liked... I'm trying to listen to your story, but I'm also <laughs> drinking with a metal straw because I care more about turtles than I do your story. That's so fair. <laughs> and it's really hard to do that silently. <laughs> That's a little gay ASMR in the yeah, background. Yeah, Continue though. <laughs> but I like to think about me hanging out with the guys in the same way that I've said on this podcast before that I used to make like video game characters. Um, the guy version because I knew like I knew I didn't want to be a guy but I knew if I played the guy then I meant I got to date the girl yeah so in the same way I knew that even though I couldn't admit to the guys um, at that certain point in my life my sexuality or who I was I felt more comfort being around it because I could kind of like play pretend and be like yeah I'm like one of the guys I'm in this because at that point I didn't really think it was possible for a girl to date a girl so I thought really the only way is if I was somehow in with the guys and then I can just like imagine that yes I'm also thinking those girls are hot that they're talking about yeah so it just felt more comfortable for me more in line with um I guess the like being gay being part gay, of your life. <laughs> yeah. And the like puberty thoughts that I was having. <laughs> yeah. I think we like, uh, we've talked about uh, parts of this in like childhood and mm-hmm. like high school and stuff. But I think like w- when I thought of straight friends, I immediately went to like straight guys. Yeah. Like, I'm like, because do people like care about straight women? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, please clarify. No. <laughs> like in terms of like 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 interesting stories, I feel right. like are more towards like straight men because they're like s- s- kind of dumb, kind of you know. They're always there's always a story with them. Right. Like straight women, I feel like it's like not as interesting. But so I feel like before you carry on, I got to cut you off there. I feel like that is because, and this is an interesting thing to talk about. Okay, because you're a gay male. That's no. I, I was get that. I was getting that, there. We're right? getting there. Okay, full okay, circle. Go, go, go. Yes, yes. <laughs> um. So that's what I'm saying. It's just weird that in mm. my mind, I just was like, oh, because the shocking, like people want to hear about straight friends. So obviously, I would talk about like straight guys because nobody yeah. cares. I obviously, I'm not saying nobody cares about straight <laughs> women. Besides, maybe like I don't know the uh, American government currently. <laughs> <laughs> the tea <laughs> political tea um <laughs> but yeah so i just immediately connected yeah. it to straight men that's so interesting but this this goes back to another running theme in our podcast that everything goes back to men like, yeah. <laughs> really it just haunt us um but yeah we've talked about it before that like it's kind of this weird thing when you're kids mm. that like at the beginning of elementary school you almost like make friends 
because of things that you have in common. Right. Like, I was friends with, like, a bunch of straight girls, and we would play, like, Betty Spaghetti, which right. is, like, the, like, like methy version of Barbie. Yeah. Like, she was, like, a raver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, Brooke, my younger sister, was obsessed with Betty yeah. Spaghetti. Yeah, so we would play, like, Betty Spaghetti and stuff, and you kind of, like, almost at that age, you're, like, you're kind of not privy to, like, what uh, society is going to... um push on you Mm -hmm. yet yeah (laughs) like you don't really understand like that this whole weird mentality of like the other gender and no like there are more than two genders that's not what i'm saying but yeah (laughs) um like there's this weird mentality that like you can't be friends with the opposite gender so like all that is when you're so young kind of like out the window and then when you're like moving through kind of elementary high school like i just wasn't friends with those people anymore because they thought it wasn't cool to be friends with me and i was like in all fairness it wasn't Right. Because I wasn't cool, yes. but it wasn't because I was a guy. <laughs> it was just because it was just you because I was really lame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I I totally agree with that. Like, I think that there, it, all of what we're kind of saying right now plays into the archaic understanding of like gender construct, yeah. right? Well, because I'm like we're acknowledging that, but yeah. it's it is true, like. If we're talking like cis heterosexual beings, like I'm going to relate more, especially in my younger years when I want to talk about things like sex and like who I'm crushing on and stuff with the what the straight cis males are than what the straight cis females are saying. And this is why our podcast, I think, is interesting is because we're both obviously going to have different perspectives because as a gay man and a lesbian woman, like we have almost mirrored experiences and a lot of things. And I think this is one of them. Yeah. Um, because like, I know you very easily connect with straight women. Like you have a lot of straight women friends and, um, like, well, that's, I was going to get to that point. Okay. Way, but... Okay. Maybe you shed a few, <laughs> a few have flipped their scripts. That's what I was going to get to. <laughs> uh, there's this weird, like this weird thing. That I've talked about it a few times, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> it's like every single person <laughs> in my life, yeah. besides like my family, yeah. ends up gay. Which I mean, <laughs> Honey Boo said it best: everyone's a little gay. Yes, but like, it's funny because like, even very recently, like someone took the bait and we got another one on <laughs> our we, side. We switched them over. <laughs> so it's like. Like, I could track my straight friends probably mm. on two hands, but they are losing numbers as we Dropping go. Dropping like flies. Dropping like very gay flies. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. So maybe you're like exuding some sort of gay confidence that they want to get it on. Yeah. You're the like Pied Piper of the gays. Honestly, yeah. Or there's something like in the North Vancouver water. I think that's probably true. Like too. a conspiracy. I need to get into that hydroelectric dam, do some tests. Super gay water. <laughs> yeah, super over, gay water. <laughs> <laughs> the housing prices plummet. <laughs> Don't move there. Biggest bubble popped. <laughs> All of the kids will be gay. Um, I, it's also funny because I like, I have like, probably at this point like one like good straight guy friend Mm -hmm. and it's so like rare that i literally say like straight connor yeah like i'm like oh my straight friend connor yeah people are like whoa you're doing that still (laughs) (laughs) um and it's like you get to this weird point in life as well that 
Like, I think I'm pretty good at making friends. Like, I would say I'm a friendly person. Like, I think in life I, like, constantly forge new friendships. Right. But you get to this weird point as an adult that, like, you almost feel like you, like, shouldn't be making straight friends in a weird way. Yeah. As, like, a queer individual. Like, I'm, I'm capped like, on straight friends. Yeah. I'm not making any new <laughs> yeah. ones. I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up. Unless you've been grandfathered in from the straight years, then, then you're, you're cut. Not, I'm you're sorry. Cut. Like, the team's full. <laughs> I can only take so many. Yeah, but it's, like, it's obviously a big chunk of it is because, like, your circle is yes. so gay. Yeah. Like my work circle, so gay. Like right. my boss and my coworker, there's only three of us, all gay. Right. We work in design. Mm-hmm. I m- mostly either see other, other like gay men yeah. or like women. And I don't really want to make friends with those people anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. It's very odd. It's hard. I honestly, okay. For me, when it comes to, let me talk about like cis heterosexual females for a second. For me, I genuinely think that, like, I'm almost insecure to the point that I don't think they want to be friends with me. Right. Not because I'm gay. Like, I'm not saying they're, like, homophobic or something like that. But I just, I genuinely, speaking to what you just said, I feel like I'm similar. I feel like I can talk to most people. Yeah. I feel like I, I'm outgoing. I can easily make friends and, like, introduce myself and mingle. As soon as I'm in a room with a bunch of straight girls... I literally feel like such a fish out of water. It's so odd because I have had straight female friends in my life and like still do from prior. And I feel like I used to be grandfather system. (laughs) Once again, I feel like I used to be better at it because I, I guess because I was kind of like faking who I was and I just became whoever I was friends with. So like when I used to hang out with straight girls in high school, I would just kind of adopt their personality traits, what they liked. I would take that on because I just wanted to fit in and kind of like fly under the radar. Now, like I've lost that ability and I'm not saying that's like a bad thing, but also I think that there's something to be said with like when you're in a room, you like to be able to, you know, adapt to your surroundings. And I feel like I'm very good at this with work and in most settings. But as soon as it's a group of straight girls, I feel like I have like a fucking neon sign above me. That's like, I like, I don't get you and I don't know how to relate to you. And I feel so awkward right now. And that a lot of that, it's nothing to do with them. Yeah. It's just insecurity on my point. Like I'll give an example. So I went to a brand launch event and it was like kind of an intimate event. They had rented a room at a restaurant with like a long table and they had invited, um, I think there was like probably 12 influencers there, one of which was myself and one of which was my sister and then all these other girls from Vancouver. So every other girl there, my sister included, is like head to toe Aritzia, like summer dresses. It was like a jewelry launch event and you know there's all the pretty florals on the table and everyone's sipping champagne and then there's me in my like you know boy clothes for lack of a better word like that's how I feel like I'm it's screaming for me because like yeah. I'm not gonna all of a sudden wear like a little summery dress to this event and like some strappy sandals like that's not gonna be me so I'm showing it myself and uh, and once again I 
could almost guarantee, like, yeah, do they notice I'm dressed different? Yeah. Do they know I'm a lesbian? Yeah. Do I think that they think anything less of me? Absolutely not. But it's me putting it on myself. I literally sat there and I don't think I said a word because I was just Which so is like so unlike you. So unlike me. You never shut up. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just like sunk into my shell and I remember just like listening to my sister basically like talk for me the whole time. And just being, like, so fucking thankful that she was there and just, like, nodding my head along and feeling, like, such, like, a shy introvert, like, in that space. And just everything that they were talking about, I just couldn't connect to it. Like, I was trying and everything they said is nothing big, just, like, little things about, like, the places that they go and where they shop. Oh, where'd you get your dress from? Where'd you do this? Oh, like we're going to Vegas next weekend. Oh, where They're are like you? Brandy Melville. You're like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are you going in Vegas? Like, oh, we always go to this like you know bar because like the we get in free and the guys buy us drinks. It's just like all these little things that like seem like not a big deal, but as soon as you've like been out for a certain amount of years and like in these different spaces, it's very hard to relate. And I just feel, like, so, like, they, they're not going to get me. Yeah. Whereas, like, friends that I've been friends with for a long time that are straight, like, they get me already. So I don't have to do that surface-level conversation that I can't break through because the surface-level stuff just isn't going to match. Yeah. I also feel like the people that are grandfathered in uh, are, like, friends of yours because you, like, connected on things. Mm-hmm. But whereas that, like, whereas a fucking... <laughs> Like, jewelry launch, are you going to connect with these people regardless of their sexuality? Yeah. Probably not. Like, you don't even wear jewelry. I don't know how you got an invite. <laughs> <laughs> and when I do, it's one earring. Literally. No, I actually went... This is so funny. I went to an event one time. This is a different event. And I was wearing my one earring. This was, like, a year and a half ago. And someone said to me, oh, my God, one of your earrings fell out. I'll help you look. <laughs> And, you're like, and I was like, uh, uh, oh, no, no, I'm just I'm gay. Just gay. Just, oh, sorry, I'm gay. You know, like Elton John yeah. kind of vibes, like that kind of thing. Like Go one dangly, it. you know, like it's like gay. <laughs> it's a gay thing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't, it's like when I hang out with my straight, my straight friend, Connor, mm-hmm. my straight bro, Connor. Right. We like do things like, <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> we, I met him in high school. We like wrote a play together. Like we would play video games together. Like we right. connected on things that had nothing to do with who we were fucking, wanted yeah. to fuck, wanted to date, nothing. Mm-hmm. So when I see him now, like we still do those things. Yeah. And like I'm comfortable talking about my entire life and so is he. And like we just move on with it. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like there's so many people that it can't be that simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, people ask questions. They want to know every little detail. Yeah. They want to talk about, like, how gross anal is. <laughs> like, oh, you get it yeah. all. Yeah, you get everything. Yeah, so it's like, I feel like the people that are grandfathered in, you know you connect on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't just have to be, like, a conversation about your sexuality every time you hang out. Totally. Because there are, like, sometimes if I hang out with him, there will be, like, other other bros there. Yeah. And I'm like, literally, if I make a comment, like somebody as a joke will be like, oh, my God, like what? You know, like there's always some sort of secondary conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't need that in my life. Or you become like the entertainment value of everyone, like not being like homophobic, but being like, once again, I think I said this last episode, the reason that we started this podcast of being the person that's asking all these questions in a group setting and, like, you're kind of, like, almost entertainment because it's, like, the shock value of asking yeah. these, like, 
very intimate questions that they can only ask you or they think they can only ask you because you're gay. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Another part of it is with new friends. This is another little anecdote I wanted to tell because I think it speaks to... Breeze anecdote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Fuck. We haven't had that in a we while. We haven't, no. I don't think you've I've ever had come an anecdote up with some more on this podcast. So basically, it's not who your friends are. It's how they make you feel, yeah. okay? <laughs> but yeah, no, It's I... not if your friends are straight <laughs> and talk to you. It's about how they are straight and make you feel. <laughs> That's what we should call this yeah, episode. Yeah. It rolls right off the top. Yeah, definitely. Gorgeous. <laughs> It'll definitely fit in the little <laughs> description box. <laughs> Hey Gabers, today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Hey Gabers, this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you're a longtime Gaber, you know that I am far from a consistent reader, but Book of the Month just might change that. Book of the Month makes the process that I find daunting, finding a new book, fun and special, with new releases at the beginning of every month. I often find deciding on a title overwhelming, but Book of the Month's team curates a list full of exciting options, often from new and upcoming authors. This month, I chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which I'm really excited to dig into. I love a mystery thriller, and I love a twist. I was debating between this title... And Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch. And honestly, it was the first time in years that I was having a battle of the books. So this month, get your first book for $5 with the code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, at bookofthemonth.com. That's PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, at bookofthemonth.com. So I felt like this was an important story because I think it speaks to the lack of awareness of some heterosexual people in how unsafe it can feel sometimes in new group settings or meeting new people. More so than the last story I told with, like, now I've gotten to a point that I'm comfortable enough with my sexuality that in that group, it's not about me fearing that they're going to find out that I'm gay or, like, having to answer questions about it. It's more just me fearing that, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, connect on a surface level conversation. Because also, 
speaking to that, I guarantee that if I talked to any of those girls for more than five minutes at a jewelry launch, I would have plenty of things to say and they would have plenty of things to say back. But when you're doing surface level talk, yeah. like we don't go to the same places, we don't shop the same places, like there's nothing for me to fucking say. You're wearing two earrings. And I, just, I just simply, I just simply don't understand it. <laughs> it's absolutely confusing. <laughs> so, but this one was at a time in my life when I was still dealing with a lot of internalized homophobia. I did have a girlfriend at the time. I was out to um, close friends and my sister. And we were on a family trip in Mexico. And it was just my mom, my dad, my sister, and myself. So we were on this family trip. And, you know, at night, obviously, like, my mom and dad would go to, like, bed at a certain time. We were at one of those all-inclusive resorts. and miss those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you're there, like, obviously, anyone who's been to one would know that you kind of start getting to know the same people that are on the vacation there because everyone like gets there the same day and leaves the same day. <laughs> so you see the same people at the pool. And... This isn't the girl you fucked or is this no, a different No, this story? is a totally different story. <laughs> okay. A lot of things happen in Mexico for Absolutely. me, honestly. <laughs> honestly, these are the years that I was still living with um, my parents. So the big things did happen when I was on vacation and had my own Listen, hotel we're rooms. all a slut in Mexico as well. <laughs> it's also, yeah, drinks are flowing. Yeah. It's Mexico, you know how it goes so no this was a different trip i had a girlfriend that did not come on the trip um that was not made on the trip either. Yeah, yeah it was not made on the trip <laughs> and um, oh my god fuck and um my sister and i at the pool one of the days what my sister got talking to at the like pool bar this one girl from australia that like if you know my sister if you know what she looks like if you if you're curious at it's Brooke Bell on Instagram, very like hyper femme looking like totally girls girl. And so she connected with this other very hyper femme girls girl. And the girl was like, oh, what are you and your sister doing tonight? Meanwhile, I'm like trying to hide my face over on the lawn chair <laughs> um, because we're going to go on the like pub crawl. Yeah. And Brooke's like, oh, my God, like, OK, yeah, like, I'll tell her, like, we'll totally come. Like, what time are you guys meeting in the lobby? Whatever. And that was communicate. So she comes back to hang out with me and she's like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, let's go. Cause obviously we've been hanging out with each other and my parents, but like, she was all excited reasonably that a bunch of young people were going to go on a pub crawl and we'd be able to go out and party. So at that point I started like making up every excuse in the book of like why I didn't want to go. And bit by a lizard, (laughs) bit a lizard. (laughs) And Brooke is getting increasingly frustrated with me in total fairness because we're on vacation in Mexico. She wants to go party and she also knows it's unsafe for her to go with people that she doesn't know. She doesn't know if like all of a sudden something happened to her, if they would even like check if she was okay. Right. Like yep. she just met this random chick at the pool. Um, and it's these group of girls from Australia and I am not comfortable enough yet and this was also part of the problem to like speak outwardly about my sexuality or why this might be an uncomfortable position for me. And in the same sense, Brooke is not getting why knowing me and anyone who knows me, I love to party. I love to make friends. I love to go out. She's like, what the hell? Like we always go out when we're in Mexico. Why wouldn't you want to go on a pub crawl? Yep. And I'm like, I don't know. I just got a lot of sun. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I don't, I want to be feeling good tomorrow. And she's like, this is not you. Like, what the hell? So this just escalated. We like got ready in the room and the whole time I'm like kind of half agreeing and like, I don't know, maybe. And she's like trying to convince me. And then at one point, like 
she I forget what she said to me, but it was something along the lines of like are like very straight up like it's really fucked up that you're making this such a big deal right now. And I remember just like bursting into tears and I was like sobbing in my hotel room. And then immediately she was like, oh, holy shit. Like, what the hell? Because she's thinking I'm literally like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go out. And in my head, I'm thinking I have lesbian fear. No, I literally was like, (laughs) yeah. I'm about to go with these, like, totally, I'm totally insecure. Like, I'm about to go with these gorgeous, um, hyper femme, like, Australian, basically fucking models that I don't know anything about them. I don't know if they're homophobic. I I don't know if they're going to like me. Like, I'm going to, I didn't bring anything that looks like the way my sister and they dress. Like, are they going to think I'm weird? Like, wearing whatever I feel comfortable wearing like I know I'm gonna have that conversation which at that point in my life I was definitely not comfortable to have with people that I had just met that like all of a sudden if they say a guy's cute like I'm like am I gonna have to pretend all night that I agree I'm gonna have to tell I'm gonna have to have a conversation with Brooke and tell her not to tell them I have a girlfriend do I hide this like all these things are going through my mind of deciding like If I do go, how much do I tell how much do I not tell and I know I'm just gonna be paranoid and like have a fucking panic attack all night about it and so that's all going on in my head. And my sister said, she's like, we're in fucking Mexico. Let's go have fucking fun. Like, suck it up. Yeah. What's the problem? And I think that, I, anyways, we ended up going, long story short. Like, I told Brooke what the deal was. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, don't worry about it. I just won't say anything. Like, we're literally just going to go to a bunch of bars and, like, dance. It's, like, really not a big deal. And Brooke was very, like, kind in saying, like, do you want me to say something so it's just out there? Or would you like me not? And I was like, no. Internalized homophobia is like, don't tell them who I am. Not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to see them all week at the pool. I don't want to look and deal with them, like, guessing, like, who my girlfriend is or, yeah. like, what, like talking about me behind my back. And once again, I could have all been making that up in my head that that would happen. But I think a lot of people can relate. Gay spiral. Uh, gay, gay spiraling. That yeah. I'm like, the whole week I'm going to be the lesbian at the pool. They're going to tell everyone that I'm a lesbian at the pool. And, like, <laughs> and now your like... whole life you're the lesbian at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm so excited to be the lesbian yeah. at the pool. <laughs> but, yeah, how things change, which is great. Once again, speaks to that it gets better. And we ended up going out. I didn't say anything to them about having a girlfriend. We had a fun night. We danced in Mexico. It was all good. We saw them a couple more times that week. It was really fun. But I just remember that being like so hard for me and Brooke not getting it part partially because I never communicated it to her, but also partially because she'll never get it. She'll never get it. (laughs) Right. Like she'll never get the uh, like. And now, obviously, like Brooke is a fantastic ally. Like she totally owns this and has had lots of conversations with me about this. But the fact that there's a lot of things in my life that she will just never get because she'll never have to walk into a space and think that if she said, oh yeah, I have a husband, his name's Jay. Just simply off that sentence, some people could not like her. Yeah. And when you're like, especially traveling, like in a place like Mexico with people from all around the world, you don't know what city they're from. You don't know what political beliefs or religious beliefs or anything that they have. Like for, as a queer person, you really are a lot of times taking a shot in the dark of like, is this going to be accepted or or is this going to be like a really awkward or potentially dangerous situation? You don't know, right? It's also like this weird... <laughs> I feel like... Um, speaking of like safety, I guess this isn't yeah. really like straight friend related, but yeah. <laughs> it's safety related. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that like... I know like there are straight men that also feel uncomfortable around like predominantly like gay like groups of gay men like yeah. but that uncom- like that that 
that lack of comfort that they're feeling isn't like for the most part, I mean, a rare instance could happen, yeah. but like for the most part is never going to result in like violence. either. Yes. And like, sometimes like that is what I'm like, you just don't get it. Like if you like, if you do, or like somebody that is straight, doesn't agree with my lifestyle. Like mm. it could end violently. Yes. Like if a gay person doesn't like, mm. like you being straight, they're probably not going to punch you out. No. They you know? might they might like say something about the fact that you're the one straight guy there, yeah. but like it's not good. I'm like be... they might read your ass for filth, but like you shouldn't have been wearing fucking chinos then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a different level. And I'm also like adding in all these factors of like we're gonna be splitting a bus to go into town with these girls. Like, I don't know. And like once again, gay spiraling. They were fantastic, great girls. And I'm sure if I had told them they would have been great. But you know, you just never know. Like, yeah. I'm like, they could have or we could have got there and I could have said I had a girlfriend and they could have bullied me all night or literally like going back to my childhood bullying experiences they could have literally ran away and yeah. been like oh this girl's a weirdo she's gonna try and hook up with this us this girl's a weirdo and she looks very slow time to <laughs> run <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like those are like those are the things that like when obviously earlier in the episode I was joking about like oh no new straight friends I'm obviously open it, open to meeting any friend like I connect with different unless people unless you're different hot times. and Australian in Mexico <laughs> then it is a no it's a no no <laughs> but yeah I think it's just there's a different level of there's also like this weird double standard that I think (laughs) that I know I am part of yeah so I'm sure other people are that like when I hang out with like my straight friends I don't want everything to go back to me being gay Right. To me yes. being gay. Yeah. But then the double standard is when I hang out with my gay friends, everything goes back to us being gay. <laughs> <laughs> right. 100%. You know, I'm like, when I'm around straight people, I'm like, I don't want to hear about me being the only gay one. Like, I don't yeah. want to hear about being gay. Yeah. And then when I see my gay friends, I'm like, I don't want to hear about anything except for the fact that I am gay. <laughs> like, you know, it's like yeah, so weird. Totally. Because like. I guess that 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 just speaks to like there is a certain like lack of understanding that they never will have even if they have the best of intentions mm-hmm. and there's things that I won't understand about their life as well but like mm-hmm. it, when I'm talking about it with my gay friends like we have a general understanding we can joke about things we have mm-hmm. inside jokes we've inside gay jokes but yeah. we just will never have that with you. And I feel that way with like like certain allies like whether it's my sister or Alex or even like my straight guy friends like when I was there the other night there was like a few think jokes that I'd say that were like about me being gay yeah and I think that's maybe the difference is like they're not making those jokes it's like I'm almost like calling it out and but it's like, also I feel like it. that is like a defense mechanism I agree like yeah. I almost feel like sometimes when I like I'm hanging out with not like my really close mm-hmm. straight friends but when I'm hanging out with like a group of straight men yeah. I almost feel myself like putting it on more uh-huh. because then I'm like well if I'm leaning into it yeah. They, you you can't like bar- say it's like barrier like you're totally. putting your armor on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like if I'm already like making fun of myself or like yeah. being even more extra, I'm like mm-hmm. you can't say anything about it cuz I'm already doing the fucking work. I'm yeah. already putting in the work. That's so true. It's such a weird thing though. No, I really relate to that. Like I even have had that situation with like straight people in my life that are like even very close to me. They'll be like Oh, I really like your outfit, or like I really like your blazer. Like this is just a recent example. And you're like, oh, it's super gay. Yeah, and I'll literally be like something like that is like, oh yeah, you know me, like lesbian had to show up in a blazer. 
And it's like, they were just saying nice blazer. Yeah. But in my mind, that means all the other girls here are in a dress and I'm wearing a blazer. So like, I've got to make the joke before somebody else does. When they probably just liked your blazer. When they just like my blazer. Yeah. So there is like a certain part of that. And I think that that's relatable for queer people. I think a lot of the times, like, you know, there's that running thing with like straight people that they're like, geez, like, can gay people just stop bringing up that they're gay? Like, it's like, I'm okay with it. Like, why do you got to talk about it all the time? Like, why do you got to talk about it? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, I'm panicking. But I think it's a combination thing. I think the one is that you were prohibited from talking about it, whether it's you're putting that on yourself or people around you were um, for a certain amount of your life. So finally you get to like get to the place that not only are you okay talking about it, but maybe you're proud enough of it that it feels good too. Yeah. You almost want to like also like prove that like everything's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I feel good about this. I'm fucking gay and I feel good. And you're like, okay. I'm high on gay life. (laughs) They're like, we're out of Denny's. It's 10 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Me like waving my rainbow flag at the pancake lady. It's out. (laughs) Glitter. Yeah. (laughs) I only walk around with a boombox playing like Lady Gaga. Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So... Yeah, like, I think that's one part of it. And then the other part of it is that defense mechanism of, I think everyone can relate that there's a certain point in your life that maybe people were calling you out for things that you weren't prepared to be called out for or didn't even know about yourself yet. And that felt really uncomfortable. So you go to that place where you're like, well, if I call it out before they do. It, like, it sometimes, like, makes me feel like I go back to, like, the person I was in high school where, like, we've talked about this as well, mm-hmm. where, like, I realize that if I was like quicker witted and like I could you know like have like self I almost every single time in this podcast say self-defecating but um (laughs) self-deprecating jokes like you know if I had that before they did like I was I was winning yes and I don't really necessarily like think that way anymore but when I'm with like a large Mm -hmm. group of straight men I almost feel myself like getting back into that mentality and it's so weird Mm -hmm. but yeah I don't know if you relate to this too um but another thing that i sometimes find annoying about myself and the way that i like oh i'm like retract. i we had another 40 minutes in this episode <laughs> Sorry. let's dive into part two right now no but like retracting on myself is that when i'm in group settings in the same way that i do the whole uh make a joke about it card yeah i also a lot of times like take on the role of like the teacher because I, one, because people are like, dumb. Ask, <laughs> like, yeah. but like asking me for it. Like they'll like ask me about it. Like, for example, when I was with my guy friends, they're like, oh, so like, I guess pride isn't happening for you this year, right? Simple question. It'd be easy for me to say, oh, no, it's not really going on. Like, well, pride is happening every year because it's yeah. the way of life. <laughs> like, legit. And I'm like, I hear myself saying it and I'm like, and it's a shame for the local queer organizations because it's when they get the most funding and like the most donations because everyone like jumps on the rainbow washing. And I'm like, rainbow washing means blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Like, it's an easy yes. But I retract in that place because I'm like. A, I hear the invite that they want knowledge, and I appreciate that. And B, I'm like, they're not going to get it from anywhere else, so this is my time. So I do sometimes feel like hanging out with straight people can be more exhausting for two reasons. One, because sometimes I make it exhausting on myself. I yeah, acknowledge that. Absolutely. And two, sometimes it you have to be the teacher because certain things that 
are okay in heterosexual circles to say still are not okay in queer circles. So sometimes... Listen, sometimes there are things that need to be taught. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And sometimes, like, people will say things that they're, you know usual friends probably wouldn't like bring up to them and say oh actually that that's not an okay word or like oh actually like when you're referring to trans people you probably should speak about it this way or that way or whatever it is so like and sometimes unfortunately it becomes exhausting because you feel like you kind of have to wear that teacher hat whether you're putting it on or there's situations where you feel like you like just have to because you have to step in yeah and that kind of sucks sometimes because, like, I think that's why one of the many reasons that I think gay people like to hang out with other gay people is you don't have to, like, teach from, like, the z- like zero mark. Like, yes, there are people in the queer community that need to be called out for things, but at least you'd hope that the people you're surrounding with within the queer community know, like, the baseline stuff. Yeah. And more importantly, mm-hmm. you can share one set of earrings. So you know, true. <laughs> it just goes farther. Oh my god, so true. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna wrap this up. Oh, Sean's gonna wrap it up. Today. No, okay, I'm not. I'll that. I'll pass the torch back okay. to you. But I'm just wrapping it up by saying like, there are definitely like straight friends, people in my life that I still am super close with because right. we connect, and on things that are like not attached to my sexuality right. but i also feel like so comfortable in my sexuality with those people yes and like there are there are those people that you will connect in that mm-hmm. way with that are straight or yeah. you know have a different sexuality they identify with yeah. opposite to yours but <laughs> there are also people that you should be like free to say you know maybe we're not vibing maybe yeah. or like maybe this friendship doesn't represent what i want it to anymore like maybe i've changed as a person it hasn't evolved you don't care to learn about my experiences Mm. i don't really care about learning about yours (laughs) (laughs) but you know like it's okay to break friendships and that will happen in your life with straight people and with gay people so So, you know it'll happen for multiple reasons Mm. but there's no there's no issue in doing that absolutely Because that can be for your mental health, your physical health. Like, if you want to cut it or you want to make a new friendship, like, these are all things that are up to you in the end. Snip, snip, bitch. Snip, snip, bitch. That's so true. And different friends have different purposes. Exactly. They're there for different reasons. Everyone has, like, not everyone has to be your best friend. Like, I have straight friends for going to a lake camping and playing moth pong mm-hmm. if you listen to one of them i watched ufc so with my guy friends this week yep can't so do that one there you go <laughs> <laughs> I'm like straight men are canceled goodbye <laughs> <laughs> all right well wherever you're listening make sure you're following or subscribed it really does help us out i noticed that we are almost at 400 reviews on <gasps> apple podcast slash itunes so if you're listening on one of those platforms or if you're super kind and want to like scoot over there and leave a review get your mom Yes. And, like iTunes, get your dad's iTunes, dog's Absolutely. iTunes, any iTunes you can <gasps> find. I just realized I have Lauren's girlfriend's iTunes. You will be writing a I review. I will be ri- <laughs> writing an own review. It's because she lives in the States and I needed a 
U.S. show, so I stole her information. Don't tell the FBI. <laughs> um, so, yes, please, please leave us a five-star review. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Even more than that, we really appreciate if you post about us on social media or share us with your friends. Um, word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. And follow us on social media at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brian Williamson. And until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the neighborhood. neighborhood. This closet is hot as so balls. Hot, <laughs>